Hello. Welcome back to the studio of Politics for Teens. And um, I know it's been very long since I uploaded an episode, but I kind of got into a slump of not being able to choose a topic for my new episode again and again. Um, I guess it could be classified as a writer's block um, or something. I was so used to making episodes about whatever was happening in the world and in the news and episode ideas just like coming to me that when there wasn't anything significant happening which is really weird I didn't know what to make an episode about but then the weirdest thing happened Kanye West announced that he was running for the presidency of course the reaction from the public was mixed raising some questions for me firstly the actual logistics of that is problematic because like both the major parties already have a candidate and you need a lot of signatures in order to register as a candidate and I doubt Kanye stood in the streets asking people for signatures like because he just can't be bothered but there are more problems with his announcement than just like logistics the uh, glaring one is that Kanye West is of course unfit to be president other than the fact that he seems to be having manic meltdowns disguised as campaign rallies. Like, you you should, if you don't know what I'm talking about, like, look it up. Look up Kanye West's campaign rally. Like, the, the family, the Kardashian family has billions of dollars. Like, more than two of them are billionaires or something. And they'll just be, like, letting this man have manic meltdowns and embarrassing the entire family across, like, different cities. Because, like, he needs a therapist. They can afford one. Like, a good one, too. But, other than the fact that, of course, he's a manic, depressed shell of a man, he is, of course, inexperienced. He is has no experience in governing, in public policy, or diplomacy. One could argue that he, Kanye West has the skills to govern. Because he has a successful business, a music career, a very unfashionable fashion line. But people said the same thing about Trump. And um, he has proven that is not true. Think of it like this. Being the president is a public servant's job, right? A very important, very popular public servant. But nonetheless, a public servant. So let's do a thought experiment. Say that you, the listener, is higher... Um, hiring the Department of State Secretary, the Secretary of Department of State. Just because we can do anything in a fake scenario, I will give you, the listener, a fancy title called Director of Recruiting. The Department of State advises the President, leads the nation in foreign policy issues, negotiates treaties and agreements with foreign entities, represents the United States at the international stage. So, this Secretary's job description is like hella long. You know, because they need to know about interacting with foreign countries, making trade deals, international law, United Nations policies, and like a bazillion other things. Also, poor performance at this job can and will lead to like international conflict and even lead to war. Like this has, this person has got to have her or his shit together. So you, the director of recruiting, has to find the right person for the job. Or you could be the inadvertent reason a war starts. You, the listener, is going to look at resumes and not going to hire a CEO of a travel company, Trump, or a singer and songwriter. 
because that is not who you are looking for, their resumes are going to be thrown out immediately. You will choose somebody with experience in everything the job requires. You will choose somebody with patience, manners, integrity, and competence. They probably need to speak many languages, you know, at least like three. Okay, let's exit this amazing thought experiment where you actually have a job. Um, I don't know if it's like any of my other listeners or it's just me, but I have this fear that I will graduate college like, and that I will be a jobless person or like worse, live with my parents' house. Anyways, back to reality. Now, instead of secretary, secretary of state, we are hiring a more important person, the good old POTUS. I hate that word so much. Um, And instead of being a director of recruiting, you are a voter. And if voters understood that they are the hiring directors, they would not choose people like Kanye West. So why are these people going to politics and why are people letting them? Of course, there are way too many reasons, just like how I always talk about how everything is integrated and there's many reasons. But today I want to talk about how the media has changed politics I read a bunch of articles about a topic before making an episode, and now I can't remember which article I got this from, but the general idea was this. Elections are show business now. Because of corporations owning news networks and media platforms, news has been made to entertain, not inform, and only, of course, to some extent. Uh, We all know the media reported the rights, but not the peaceful protests. They reported Kanye running for president, but not the sexual trafficking case that was alleged to be done by the police in Milwaukee and how the community came together to solve the issue. Some news is entertaining and some news is not. And what's the most entertaining of them all? Yep, you guessed it right. Elections. I don't know if you actually guessed it right. Especially if it's done in a nasty way. Horse racer journalism is like a thing, like it's one of the nastiest ways of reporting elections. It's basically reporting elections based on numbers, you know, polls, who's winning, who's losing, you know, who has a scandal, who said racist things before, you know, and political attacks. Like it taints elections in a light that makes it seem like winning an election is like winning the Olympics, you know, all glory and gore, like the biggest flex of it all. The media makes it seem like a race, a competition, a pageant to see who's more likable. And the public gets convinced that electing a president is a popularity contest instead of a hiring process. Would the hiring director hiring, hire somebody who is the most popular candidate? Would they choose like the really important public servant position would they choose the secretary of department of state based on like Twitter retweets, Instagram followers, or like TikTok views? No, never. Like, and when celebrities run for office, the lines between assessing a candidate's aptitude becomes blurry with popularity. People's idea of a politician gets messier. People's idea of what they're doing when electing a person is more blurry. To go back to the thought experiment, like they changed the applicant pool. Instead of getting resumes that align with their job, you get a bunch of resumes that are, you know, uh, writers, singers, talk show hosts, businessmen, salesmen. And the hiring director, the reader, 
、uh, you, the listener, will have to choose on a different criteria than just experience and aptitude. I hope we're not speaking with like words and analogies some like teens won't understand. Like basically, I'm saying media makes a very important hiring process look like a popularity contest. This makes it harder to for voters to understand that their jobs are serious and how they should choose the person to you know represent them and have a very immense power. Celebrities running for office blurs the lines more. There are other many different reasons, such as how the traditional idea of a politician has lost its trust in the public, which is one of the reasons why celebrities are kind of thing. You know, the charming guys from rich families with a fancy education, sleek hair, hot wife, and like a cute family, like that image is lost on the people. But like, you know, of course, only to some extent, because there's still a lot of politicians like those.、Um, these typical politicians are the culprits of big money in politics. Taking bribes, only attaining power for their own interest, and people get tired of seeing the same characters one after another winning elections and disappointing. You know, we get tired of seeing the same kind of characters on TV shows and movies, and that's when celebrities become the next resort. Ronald Reagan is a very good example of this. He came at a time when politicians only disappointed. He told jokes. He was a Hollywood star. He, but he did some real damage at his time in office. He was the origin of trickle down economics, like where you don't tax rich people, like Trump is doing right now, where you don't tax rich people as much, so that the wealth will like somehow trickle down to the lower class. Celebrities, regular old politicians, they both suck. Then what's the alternative? Working class people. Like this is when things get actually interesting and kind. Like、people who know the struggles of having to pay rent, working a minimum wage job, the constant fear you live with when you don't have health care or papers—these are things both rich trust fund shiny boys and celebrities will not understand. They wouldn't know how to properly price public transportation, because I don't think they've ever even been on a bus or had to regularly take the bus. But why do these people never hold office? Because of what media made of elections, again, it all circles back. Because you need money to, to get somebody popular enough to win an election. Cele- celebrities are appealing to political parties because they already have name. They don't need to try that hard and spend a lot of money to get them recognition. Also, because of many barriers that are result of hypercapitalism, the same barriers that keeps working class people poor, you know, poor people poor, also keeps them powerless. Unable to change their communities by、um, going into office, they are、um, not able to get good qualifications. You know, college is expensive. Career in politics does not pay much. They have sick, poor families to take care of. Internships are impossible. Like, don't even get me started on unpaid internships. These are all connected. Somehow, like all these things, the internships and the families, like they can't just get a job that's low-paying in politics because they have families to take care of. They have families to take care of because they were not able to get healthcare, you know. And the brightest, most hardworking minds that come out of working-class communities sell out and work at corporations, you know, for survival. It is, you know, impossible. But this is when things get interesting and hopeful. It is possible for these people to be in politics. Alexander Ocasio Cortez is a big example. Justice Democrats is an organization that encourages people to nominate qualified, 
working class people to run for office, then helps them campaign and win elections. They're the people who discovered AOC when she was a bartender and helped her reach her true potential. Um, I mean, not to say that she was just a bartender. She did have an international uh, relations degree from Boston University. She was working in social change nonprofits, but it wasn't enough. So she was working as a bartender also to pay her student debt. Um, there is a documentary on Netflix called Knock Down the House about how a few working class women ran for office, including AOC, and like with all odds stacked against them. And um, oh, it's natural. And that is my homework for this episode. You can actually find that on YouTube. I looked it up because I know some people don't have Netflix. Even the trailer of that movie just like makes me cry. And uh, lastly, if you have questions or comments, you can go to the podcast Instagram, Politics for Teens, to talk about the next episode or this episode. Um, I hope it was fun, this episode, because uh, it was really fun to make. Uh, I hope you learned a lot about how elections have changed and how why there's celebrities running around like Oprah 2020 or Kanye 2020. And um, this was Politics for Teens. See you next time.